Hey there, welcome to the Catch-Up Corner, the podcast where we sit down once a week to discuss the latest pop culture and entertainment media topics. I'm your host, Cameron Tucker. Let's catch up. Hey everybody, how's it going this week? So excited to jump into the podcast. Uh... Don't have a lot of crazy updates on my life. Just been going to class, trying to figure out my crazy class schedule. As you guys heard about last week, I've just been trying to get in the swing of things, you know, get everything figured out. Where am I going to do this class from? Where am I going to do this class from? How am I going to get from here to there, like, on time and all that good stuff? And what am I going to get for lunch and all that craziness, um... But I think I've got it nearly figured out. Thank goodness. This was the first full week of classes. Um, And I don't know if I said last week, but I only have class on Monday and Wednesday. And since it is Wednesday night, I am done with classes for the week. And now we just have work for the rest of the week. And, you know, catching up on all the many, many assignments that are due already. (laughs) Um, if you're in college, you know that professors like to get things going right off the bat. Like, they don't waste any time. Um, but yeah, one of my main goals for this week, or like the end of this week, is I want to try to start using Notion, that like online planner. Um, and I found like a few templates and stuff that I think I might use, but it looks like very easy to use and like very convenient if you get it set up. So I'm hoping I can do that because I haven't been organized this semester, to be honest, and I think I could stand to benefit. I mean, I know it's only been like a week and a half, but like I just like have all my assignments on like a digital sticky note and I'm like, okay, do all this. And like, for the most part, everything I need to do is like in my brain (laughs) and that just doesn't really work for me. So, or it does work for me, but Like, for the most part, everything is just, like, in my brain. And, like, while that usually works for me, it's, like, kind of stressing me out right now. And I've seen a lot of fun templates on Notion, like, from TikTok and YouTube. And so, like, I think if I get that all set up, it will make me feel better, more organized, more prepared, all that good stuff. And then I also can, like, create, like, a content calendar for my podcast and my podcast Instagram and all that good stuff just to keep it organized and like maybe have a place to like put all my notes um for the podcast and everything so yeah that's my goal so hopefully I can update you or remember to update you next week on how things with Notion are going but yeah that's pretty much it for me other than the pop culture stuff that I'm gonna update you on so yeah let's just get right on into it I'm ready to catch up if you are so First up, you know the drill, celeb news catch up. Obviously, we've got to talk. The Oscar nominations came out, the Academy Awards, and we've got to discuss a little bit. I'm not going to do all the topics or even like a bunch of topics. I just selected a few um, and we're going to talk about them because the Oscars are still a little bit away. Uh, They're Sunday, March 12th, which kind of seems like forever from now. 
but you know it'll be here before we know it so we need to talk about it a little bit (laughs) um and the oscars like i said are sunday march 12th they're gonna be hosted by jimmy kimmel which is like fine you know a host is a host right (laughs) so that should be pretty interesting I think they could have, like, switched it up a little bit, given us somebody a little funkier, a little different, you know? But Jimmy Kimmel will do. Personally, he's my favorite Jimmy. Like, you know, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon. And then we consider James a Jimmy, you know? James, Jimmy, same thing. Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, James Corden. Jimmy Kimmel's my fave. I know that's, like, an unpopular opinion because... Like, most people prefer Jimmy Fallon, but not me. I'm a Jimmy Kimmel girl. But, yeah, the Oscars are coming up. So, unfortunately, guys, my theorizing from last week did not come true. I regret to inform you. Jessica Chastain did not get a nomination. And we're devastated as... As a group, I consider us a group, okay? And if I'm devastated about this, I need you guys to get on board and be devastated too. But, you know, like, it's fine, actually. Like, it's fine because, you know, she won last year, so, like, let somebody else have a turn. I I get it. (laughs) But also, Eddie Redmayne didn't get a nomination either, so snubs all around for the good nurse, honestly. So, let's actually get into the nominations. So the first category that we're going to talk about is actor in a leading role. The nominees are Austin Butler for Elvis, Colin Farrell for The Banshees of Inisherin, Paul Mescal for After Sun, Brendan Fraser for The Whale, and then Bill Nye for Living. So this is actually an interesting category um, because we have a little bit of a newcomer in there. Paul Mescal is nominated for After Sun which I haven't seen this movie, but I think I'm going to watch it soon because my mom also loves Paul Mescal and we were talking about how we want to see After Sun. So stay tuned. Maybe it's a potential movie of the week coming up soon. Um, you know, stick around to find out. Uh, but yeah, Paul Mescal was nominated and he wasn't nominated at any other award shows for this role. So I'm really surprised and happy to see him there we love Paul, you know? And I was thinking that on this episode, since we're only talking about a few categories, I'll tell you who I want to win for each one. And my pick for this category is Brendan Fraser, The Whale. I actually haven't seen this film yet either, so I know you're probably like, why are you picking him? But I've heard lots and lots of good things about it. Obviously, he's won an award for this film already, and he's very emotional about it. It's kind of like a big comeback film for him, so I think it would be really exciting to see him win, and something about Austin Butler is just not the vibe for me, and you know, like, he also won for Elvis, so it's just like, it's probably gonna be Brendan or Austin, and I want to go with Brendan, (laughs) and I also have plans to see The Whale sometime this week because... It is the only film that's nominated for an Oscar right now that's currently in the movie theater for me. Um, I was just like having to browse, you know, seeing where I could stream some of the films or go see them in the movie theater. And The Whale's the only one that I can go see in the movie theater. So I want to get out there and do it because I've heard that it's really good and I'm looking forward to it. So good luck to Brendan Fraser. The next category I want to talk about is actress in a leading role. We've got Kate Blanchett for Tar, Ana de Armas for Blonde. 
Andrea Risebrow, which I hope is how you say her name, for To Leslie, Michelle Williams for The Fablemans, and Michelle Yeoh for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. This is also an interesting category, I think, um, especially because Ana de Armas and Andrea Risebrow are nominated. I've heard a lot of celebs talking about Andrea's performance in To Leslie, and I kind of want to watch it based on that, like, if all of these people are saying she's so good in it, like, I want to, I want to see, I want to throw my name in the hat of people who are saying it's good or not, which I haven't heard anyone say it's not good, so hopefully I will enjoy that if I watch it. And then also, Ana de Armas, I'm kind of surprised that she was nominated for Blonde just because this is a bit of a controversial film, and I can't remember if I talked about this before, but I just feel like this film is a little iffy just because it blurs the lines between fiction and nonfiction when it's about a real woman. Obviously, it's about Marilyn Monroe, who's a real woman and has a real story, and so, like, telling a fictional story about her is already kind of odd, and adding, like, weird problematic details is even more odd and then on top of that I heard that Marilyn Monroe had said that she never wanted this kind of film to be about her she was offered a role in a biopic in her lifetime and she declined it and she also said that she hopes that they never do this to her and while this isn't a biopic because it obviously has some fictional elements like I said it still toes the line of that and it's still telling her story in a way that like I don't think that is what she wanted and so I feel weird about this and I feel weird about Ana de Armas taking this role and having this role exist in general so I'm honestly surprised that she was nominated especially after all of that kind of controversy I guess but I'm sure she did a lovely performance and yeah, interested to see who wins this category. Obviously, I'm putting Michelle Yeoh as my pick. I really would love to see her win. I think she is so deserving. And she's also the first Asian woman to be nominated for this category. And so I think that's really huge. And it would be lovely for the first Asian woman nominated for this category to be the winner. So yeah. And then lastly, I just want to talk about Best Picture. And because the Oscars just kind of, like, lumps it all into one, if you don't know. Like, there's no, like, comedy musical category and drama category. It's just all one thing. So there's a bunch of nominees. And the nominees for Best Picture are All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Way of Water, The Banshees of Anne Sheeran, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. What a great category. I've heard lots of good things about all these films. I want to watch Triangle of Sadness, heard great things about it, and Women Talking. Um, and Claire Foy, Claire Foy is in Women Talking, and I love her, so I really want to get around to watching it. Um, as for who I think is going to win this category, I truly, truly have no idea. Like, genuinely, I don't know. Um, as for who I want to win, as of right now, I'd love to see everything, everywhere, all at once win just because it's so different and unique to anything kind of like I said before when I was talking about this film um but I don't I really don't know I feel like this category could go to anyone so that's my thoughts on the Oscars 
Um, that's kind of all I want to talk about for now just because those are the heavy hitting categories and then obviously we have a little bit more time before the Oscars so we can definitely talk about them more. I plan on, you know, going fully through the winners and everything and discussing, you know, what goes on at the Oscars after they happen so don't worry this isn't the last that you'll hear from me about the Oscars and if there's any news related to them I'll definitely keep you posted so don't worry. I do actually have a little bit more celebrity news though. Um, got a couple more things I want to talk about. So first up Kylie Jenner posted pictures of her new baby for the first time. You know he's coming up on being a year old he was born with the name Wolf, and everyone was like, Wolf, okay. And then after that, she was like, we're changing his name. Like, he just didn't feel like a wolf, so we were redoing it. And after that, everyone was like, oh my gosh, like, what's his new name? Like, people have been dying to find out. And she finally posted, and honestly, I feel like she drug it out a little too long, because, like, by the time she posted, like, I feel like we were all were kind of like okay, like, we've been waiting forever, like, it's not that dramatic anymore, like, whenever I first saw the pictures of him, I was like, wait, is this the first time I've seen pictures of this baby? Like, <laughs> I don't know, I just feel like some of the hype kind of died, but if you haven't heard, his name is Air, spelled A-I-R-E, which, honestly, I kind of rock with it, Stormy and Air, like, okay, siblings, I'm into it. I didn't know if it was going to be, like, Airy, like, Stormy and Airy. But she clarified it's just pronounced like air. So congrats to Kylie on finding a name that she likes. And, you know, Air Webster, welcome. Welcome to society. Uh, some other celeb news is that Selena Gomez and Drew Taggart from the Chainsmokers have something really strange going on. And I needed to talk about it. So first... Selena Gomez and Drew Taggart have these, like, rumors that they're dating. And then they're spotted, like, bowling together. But, like, they're just, like, super casual. Like, Selena's wearing, like, a sweatshirt and sweatpants. So it's like, you know, are they really dating? But then there's a report saying they were making out the whole time. But then there's pictures of them, but not a single picture of them making out. So everyone's like, are they dating? Are they not? And then Selena Gomez posted a picture and... She was like, I like being alone too much. And hashtag, I am single. And so everyone's like, oh, okay, Selena Gomez is speaking out on this whole, like, Drew thing. Like, no, she's not with Drew. She's single. They're just, like, friends. Which had me thinking, like, you know, are they collaborating on a song? Like, Selena Gomez featuring the Chainsmokers. The Chainsmokers featuring Selena Gomez. Like, what's going on? And then, after she says, hashtag, I'm single... She spotted a couple days later holding hands with Drew Taggart. Like, make it make sense. Why are we holding hands in public? And apparently, like, this spot that they were at is, like, a new, like, restaurant or bar or something. And it's, like, a really hot spot for celebs right now. So, like, it's not like they were trying to, like, go somewhere exclusive and not be seen by paparazzi. Like, it's apparently, like, known that paparazzi frequent this spot because it's so new and, like, hyped up right now. So, either it's PR, which, like, does Selena Gomez really need, like, a PR relationship? I don't think so. But either it's PR and they're, like, being forced to go out in public together and, you know, 
the paparazzi are being called or Selena Gomez is being facetious, you know, like, and they're really together and something weird was happening with that post because she did delete it like right after posting it. But of course everyone saw it. But I'm just so confused about this. Like, are y'all together? Are you not? Like, I need some kind of confirmation to come of this. If you guys have been seeing this going on, please feel free to comment on anything or reach out to me if you can and let me know your thoughts because, like, I'm just so confused and I felt like I needed to bring it to the podcast. Next up, Paris Hilton announced the birth of her first child. Um... I was so excited to hear this because I watched Paris's documentary a couple years ago whenever it came out, um, and she spent a lot of time in that documentary talking about how much she wanted to have a child, and that's, like, all she wanted in life, to be a mother and to, like, have a steady relationship so that she could, you know, start a family with someone, so I'm really happy to hear this. Um, apparently, it is a baby boy, and her and her husband fiance, boyfriend. I don't actually know the relationship between her and Carter. I want to say they're just dating, but I could be wrong. But I feel like if Paris Hilton was married, I would know that. Anyway, (laughs) um, but her and her man, Carter, um, announced that they had a baby boy via surrogate. So congrats, Paris. Looking forward to finding out what the name of this baby is. If it, if the news comes out, I'll let you guys know. But like it's got to be something extravagant like Paris Hilton come on you've got to have a good good baby name you know so we'll see and hopefully the next time I'm talking about this I know whether or not they're married which I don't think that they are but I could be wrong as always so now let's move right along to movie news not a lot of movie news this week I'm gonna be honest But there is one thing that's kind of, you know, cropping up in the news. It's being talked about. So, thought I'd share in case you didn't know. So, Madonna was supposed to have a biopic. And it recently was put on hold or canceled indefinitely. Which, I know it's a little bit weird for me to be like, okay, Madonna was going to have a biopic, but now she's not. But there are some details. Um, It was said to be made with Universal Pictures. And it was said to star Julia Garner uh, from, you know, Ozark and Venting Anna. But it's recently been canceled because Madonna was going to write and direct it and produce it. But Madonna recently announced that she's going back on tour. So she wanted to put the biopic on hold indefinitely because of the tour and she wants to like be able to focus all her energy on that so maybe there will be a biopic for madonna in the works in the future but not right now at least and there's a couple movies coming out this weekend but i haven't seen too much talk about them so unless they start you know making headlines i think That's all the movie news we're going to cover this week. So, now it's time for the movie of the week. So, you know the drill. This week's movie of the week is... Drumroll. The Menu. So, I watched The Menu last night. And 
I was expecting some, you know, good entertainment, and I love Anya Taylor-Joy, so I knew it would be relatively good, and when it came out in the theater, I wanted to go see it, but it actually, like, left the movie theater pretty quickly, for me at least, so I didn't have a chance to see it in the theater, but I really, really enjoyed this movie. It was <laughs> so crazy. Um, so if you don't know what the menu is, it's essentially about this restaurant that's on an island and it costs like I think they said $1,250 for a ticket to dinner you know that's like the cost per person and you can't go alone you have to have like you know at least one other person with you and they take you on this boat to this little island where the restaurant is and you like get the tour of the restaurant and then you go in and you have this like elaborate meal with many many courses and I don't want to spoil too much or like give too much away but this movie was so crazy like I don't know what I was expecting like I knew it was a thriller so I knew it was gonna get like you know kind of weird <laughs> but it definitely definitely got weird it got really crazy there for a second and I was like what is going on and honestly, like, most of the movie was, like, confusing. Like, you're like, why is this happening? What's going on? Is this supposed to be this way? Like, am I supposed to be confused? But the answer is yes. You're supposed to be confused for a little bit of it. Which is, like, kind of, you know, like, an iconic, like, movie thriller type of thing. You're like, what's going on? Like, how is this going to, you know, wrap up? And how's, how are they going to tie it up with a pretty little bow? Well... The ending of this movie was so crazy. Like, I thought there was so much movie left. And I was like, oh, okay, like, they're doing this part, and then what's going to happen now? And then the movie was just over. And I was, like, just sitting on my couch, like, what? That That's the end? So, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know if I enticed you to watch this movie by describing it just now, but I would highly recommend it. It was very entertaining, and my description of the movie is, if any of y'all have seen that movie, would you rather? It's like, would you rather, but if all the characters were rich people and not people who needed money, you know? That, that's what I describe it as. Uh, there's a, definitely a lot of things that are different between the two films, but... They have a similar vibe to me for some reason. So yeah, if you get a chance, check out the menu. It's really entertaining. Anya Taylor-Joy is great as always. And yeah, just, just some quality entertainment, you know? You love to see it. So let's move right on along to the TV series roundup and news. So a little bit of TV news. If you guys were watching SNL last Saturday, Aubrey Plaza was hosting, which I mentioned I was very excited about and very excited to see. And she did an excellent job, was hilarious. I had a little bit of TV trouble. My TV kept cutting out because of the weather and I was like getting stressed. But I finally finished everything and watched it all and she was awesome. But the most notable part that like was on Twitter, on Instagram, everywhere even TikTok, was that Amy Poehler came back to SNL for Aubrey Plaza's episode, and it was iconic because 
if you don't know, Aubrey Plaza and Amy Poehler know each other because they were both in Parks and Recreation together, and Amy Poehler played the iconic Leslie Nope, uh, and Aubrey Plaza played April Ludgate, and they had this, like, really funny dynamic because Leslie is, like, so bubbly and exciting, and, like, she's always happy, <laughs> or just, like, always loud and, you know, causing a ruckus somehow, and April's, like, you know, one of those, like, younger, like, very annoyed characters, like, doesn't really care about anything that Leslie has going on, and they're just an amazing dynamic, and so Amy Poehler, as you know, originated Weekend Update with Seth Meyers on SNL, and it's a segment that still goes on today, and so she came back on with Aubrey Plaza, and they were playing their roles of April Ludgate and Leslie Nope. And it was so funny and so exciting to see them just, like, dip right back into those roles. Like, Amy Poehler was still playing a perfect Leslie. Like, it was amazing. Loved it. So, that was that was making all kinds of news in the social media world. And I was obsessed. So, that's all we have for the TV news. But, I do have a TV series roundup this week because I did finish a TV show. And that TV show is Bad Sisters. Yay! What you've heard me talking about for weeks. Bad Sisters was such a great show. I know I said before, like, that I would recommend it, but that I didn't know yet because of me not knowing the ending yet and how it ended. And now that I've seen the ending, I still, 10 out of 10, highly recommend this show. Like, it was so entertaining. It's on Apple TV, if any of y'all want to watch. Uh, it stars Sharon Horgan. She's amazing. And it stars... A lot of other people um because the sisters are all have like equal roles i would say but i personally became obsessed with sharon horgan from this show um and she plays eva which is like the character that when they all the sisters parents died eva like kind of took on the role of like raising all the sisters and so she's a really great character but a brief little recap on the show if you don't remember what it was about so, five sisters, one of them is married to a really horrible man, hurts people physically, mentally, is a horrible husband, horrible brother-in-law, not a good friend to anyone, and he just, he really sucks, and, but he dies. At the beginning of the show, he's dead, and you don't know who killed him, there are some insurance guys who don't want to have to pay out, so they're trying to figure out if someone killed him, and they think that one of the sisters or all of the sisters did it. And so basically the whole series is them trying to figure out who did it, and then, you know, it shows, like, the details of what happened at that time, so you can kind of figure it out for yourself. So that's my roundup. The show is amazing. I highly recommend that you watch it, and yeah, that that's all I have to say. And briefly, I'm going to spoil it, so skip ahead, like, just a little bit, like, maybe give it, like, 30 seconds, because I'm not going to spoil too much, but I just have to say, spoilers starting now, that last week I made a prediction on the podcast that I thought that Grace was going to be the one that killed him, which, as if you remember, Grace is the wife of JP, the man who gets killed, and, you know, 
everyone thinks her sisters did it the whole time but I was like you know I'm thinking it's gonna be Grace and it was Grace and that is the most iconic part even though I kind of wanted it to be Eva because I wanted her to get her revenge on him you know whatever I'll take what I can get it was an amazing ending anyways but yeah I was right <laughs> so I just had to include that um yeah I'm done spoiling spoilers are over now so you're welcome to join us here again and once again I'm gonna say give bad sisters a watch you'll really love it I promise it's so good and now on to the tv recap so this week's tv recap um so essentially what I've been watching this week is Catastrophe which is a show on Amazon Prime and I started watching Catastrophe because of watching Bad Sisters. So I watched Bad Sisters. Like I said, it stars Sharon Horgan. And she is the lead in Catastrophe. And my mom is like obsessed with Catastrophe. She's been begging everyone she knows to watch it for years. And for some reason, no one ever gave in. No one wanted to watch it for some reason. Myself included. And then we watched Bad Sisters. And... I was like, no, I love her. Like, I'm ready to watch Catastrophe. <laughs> so, I did. I started it. I've watched, like, four or five episodes at this point. And it stars Sharon Horgan, like I said, and Rob Delaney. And they play two characters, Sharon and Rob. So, their own names. But they have, like, different last names and everything. Like, they're not playing themselves. And it was on British television from 2015 to 2019. But you can watch it on, you know, streaming platforms. I'm currently watching it on Amazon Prime. And essentially the plot of the show is Sharon and Rob have what they call a one-week stand. So Sharon is British, or she's actually Irish, but she lives in England. And Rob is American, and he comes there for a work trip, and he's there for a week. They meet at a bar, and they kind of have this, like, whirlwind, like romance slash sexual relationship and at the end they're kind of like that was great like one week of being together and now we'll never see each other again okay bye and then of course a few months later Rob calls Sharon to tell her that he's coming back to London and he's like I'm sorry I haven't called but you know I'm coming back to London blah 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 and she's like I'm pregnant so that's a plot of the show Sharon is pregnant, Rob's the father, and they have to decide what they're going to do with the baby, how they're going to parent it, and so far, I mean, like I said, I've only seen like five episodes, but so far, I love it. It's hilarious. You really like buy into their dynamics. The humor is a little bit more crude because it is a British show, but like personally, I love that. It's so funny. And it just feels, like, so, like, authentic in a way that I feel like you don't get in comedies a lot. So, I really like that about it. And I'm looking forward to continuing watching it. I want to say that there's only, like, 24-ish episodes. Um, because I know it has, like, short seasons. So, I don't think that it will take me too long to watch. Especially because it has, like, the 30-minute long episodes. So, I think I could finish it pretty quickly. So, yeah, that is the TV recap. That's what I've been watching this week. And now let's move in to some music news because I've got a little bit. 
So first up, if you've heard of the book Daisy Jones and the Six, written by Taylor Jenkins Reid, then you know that it's being turned into a TV series, like a limited series. It's coming out in March, but this is music news because they've announced that they're going to release all of the songs from the show, like, as an album, you know, on vinyl, all of that good stuff. It's going to be on Spotify, but in anticipation for the show and for the music, they released a single, it's called Regret Me, and I just listened to it yesterday because I was curious, and I'm excited to watch the show, but I was a little nervous to listen to the music because I was scared that it would sound too modern because, like, the... TV show slash book is set like in the 70s I want to say and so I was scared that it wouldn't sound like authentically 70s like you know I imagined in my head when I read the book but I listened to Regret Me and I think it sounds so similar so close to the way that I imagined Daisy Jones and the Six to sound because that's the name of their band so Daisy Jones and the Six and it sounded so close to the sound that I would imagine them to have, and it didn't sound too modern. Like, you could probably tell me, like, without context, like, oh, listen to this song, it came out in 1977, and I would believe you. <laughs> but it's really good, so give it a listen. Um, and I'm looking forward to hearing the rest of the album. And the other music news that I have is that Boy Genius is reuniting for another album, maybe some more touring together, we'll see, but Boy Genius is a actually, it's actually a girl band of Phoebe Bridgers, Lucy Dacus, and Julian Baker, they're kind of iconic like indie singer-songwriters, they all have really great music, I love all of them separately, um, and together they have a really great album, and they just work so well together, but they've been taking a break to, like, work on their solo careers, they've all released, you know, albums as solo artists, but I guess they were ready to collab again, and they announced that they have a new album coming out, but in anticipation of the album, they each released or not each, but they all released three songs um, called Emily I'm Sorry, True Blue, and $20. And all of these songs are so good, first of all. But it's really interesting because usually Boy Genius releases songs that, you know, they've all written together, they've recorded together, but these three songs that they released were all actually written individually. So it's really cool because they all wrote them themselves. Emily I'm Sorry is... Phoebe's kind of song, and then True Blue is Lucy Dacus's song, and $20 is Julian Baker's song, but of course they all collaborated in the studio and recorded them together to release as Boy Genius, and it's so good. Um, I can't tell which one is my favorite, honestly. It's either Emily I'm Sorry or True Blue. No shade to $20, but like Phoebe and Lucy's sounds are more like my style than Julian's. But $20 is the one that has like the most collaboration from the three of them. Like you hear all three of them the most on $20. So that's a really great part of that. But the other two are just kind of more my style. So I like them a little bit more. But yeah, that 
is the music news this week. Go out, listen to Boy Genius, listen to Regret Me, and let me know your thoughts. So, one last thing. We've got to talk about the current books. And I have to say, I have a little bit of a story. Because I don't have that much to update you on from the It Girl. I actually don't have anything to update you on. Because I was renting this book from my library on my phone. Because I have the library app, you know. And so I didn't remember that my book was about to return to the library. And so it returned. And I was like, oh no, like let me just rent it or borrow it again. So I would go on there, I go to click borrow, and there's a wait list. So I had to join the wait list for the a girl so that I can finish it. But, you know, it was supposed to take like multiple weeks because I was like number three in line and you get it for like 14 days and blah, blah, blah. So I was like, oh my gosh, it's going to be like a month before I get this book back. But whoever borrowed it, read it with crazy speed and so did the next person because I've already gotten it back I got an email and it was like your hold is available and I was like oh I wonder which book it is and it was the it girl by Ruth Ware so I'm really excited to be able to get back into that book but in the time being while I didn't have the book I was like okay well I've got to read something else and for some reason like it's just not my time to read beautiful world where are you by Sally Rooney like I'm just I don't know I'm not feeling it right now but I've heard tons of great things about it so I'm gonna read it eventually don't worry (laughs) but I kind of just put it down for the time being and I started reading Crying in H Mart by oh gosh I can't remember her name let me look it up Michelle something she is the lead singer in Japanese Breakfast if you've heard of that band but anyway, it's Crying in H Mart by Michelle Zoner. I hope that's how you say her name. Zoner, Zoner, something like that. But it's actually a memoir. It's about um, her mother and her relationship with her mom and food. And it's a really, really great book. Um, I, found, I found it really, really interesting and beautiful so far. Um... It has a lot of good descriptions of food and Korean food specifically because Michelle is a Korean American and her mother, you know, always cooked for her and everything. And it kind of details the relationship um, between her and her mother and the relationship that she has had with food because of that. Um, And it's just so good. Her mother has recently passed away by the time the book starts and so there's a lot of reflection and it's just so beautiful and I'm looking forward to finishing it 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 seems like I'm gonna love it so yeah it's it's also a short book so I think I'll finish it hopefully soon and I'll be able to give you guys a full review and maybe then I'll get back to the it girl (laughs) um but yeah that is it for this week's podcast Thank you so much for being here. I'm so looking forward to the next episode and to communicating with some of you guys between now and then. I hope you all all have a great week and I cannot wait to catch up next week. Talk soon.